you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Around the NFL Podcast. Loves football almost as much as Mark loves Rocket League. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. I got a room filled with some heroes here. Mark Sessler was into what? I, I don't. Uh, it's not factual. Once again, it's a a, a gaming um, outlet, Rocket League, that my that children is... went to, and I went to a, oh, a right, right, all right, right, day right. long event next to uh, Sofa. Greg Rosenthal, and sitting to my right, back for another guest appearance, and what a what a showing it's going to be. I could predict it right now. <laughs> Cynthia Freeland. I came in pretty hot. You're yeah. right. <laughs> What's up, Cindy? Uh, only you can call me that. I know. And my mom. It's good. Me and your mom. And Damashek. He yeah. Did, oh, yeah. Damage that away with it. Yeah. But he does. His like he's a little more whiny with it. Cindy. Cindy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like How are you, Cynthia? I'm doing well, thank you. You were kind of in the center of the storm uh, this uh, what weekend. Storm? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're gonna get to it in there the news. There was an actual storm there too. We had a rain delay, which was I didn't want to be there, so it was made it even better because I was like, great, we get to stand inside a tunnel with a bunch of people I don't want to be around. So. You've been contributing <laughs> to the coverage Sounds of like uh, my weekend. <laughs> uh, the Bills preseason. <laughs> yes. And the Bills were in the news this weekend <clears> for unfortunate reasons. Reasons. We're going to get to some news. We also need to get to, and we do it every every year in late August, we're going to go around the AFC in exactly 48 minutes. It's a very important show, Cynthia. So I know sometimes you come on and you do that whole routine. You're like, oh, you finally had me on. I'm never on the show. La, la, la. Not only are you back again, you're on one of the more important episodes of the season. Thank you. I don't, there's nothing else to say. Thank you. Yeah, an acceptance speech is what we were looking for. I I'd like to I'd like to thank you know my therapist for making me late today. I'd like to thank I'd like to thank you guys for allowing me to be on. I actually think Greg probably just like worried because when game day of you starts up, he's like, I cannot listen to her complain about this anymore. So I'm just gonna oh, have her on ahead oh, of the season. How dare you? No, that's <laughs> not <laughs> true. That's not true. You know what? You've done it around the uh, AFC or mm-hmm. NFC before. Yes. I think it was an off season one, but this, this is really one important. That I believe literally started 
10 seasons ago wow. uh, in our first season before 2013. You've really become, in, in recent days, Greg, a, a true historian of the Around the NFL <laughs> podcast. I want to say I, I didn't see it coming. Well, I was just flipping well, through looking for a West quotes, and yeah. so you're flipping through, and then you sure. see these things. And that yeah. said, when Greg speaks historically about how long things have been happening, it's like it, it has about a 45% success rate. That's so a, that's you, I would say so check are yourself out a little bit foggy yeah. with Greg. Something, sometimes with the short-term memory, you have to ask the questions. Does he know what's happening long-term, though? Right. What's in his system? Those kinds of things. Oh. <laughs> well, just depending what day of the week it is, like what time of day. PEDs? Like, what are we talking about? Well, I mean, look at me. That's Greg, why yes. I'm the one in <laughs> a short-sleeved shirt. When you can show off Many injections guns. into the buttocks for Greg. All right. <laughs> let us get going. Let's start, yes, with a little bit of news. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so... Indeed, Mark, you were once 45 a few years back. Uh, what is it like once you get to that? I think it's an accurate assessment. Yeah. And I'm now um, three years beyond 45, and it only increases. That was a strange press conference. We don't I need guess to get too into it. But uh, he was very reflective. He started talking about all the great players he's ever played with. And like, oh, Here you go again, Greg. I know what you're trying to do. You're going to start bringing up, is he actually going to play this season? No, What's no, no. the real story? It just was... Weird. Like, he just said how lucky he is, and he started going through, and very much like a guy who thinks this is the last time he's going to do all this again, but maybe he thought I am that, starting he thought that to, last year, I, am, I saw a person under deep stress, and I'm starting to wonder if um, he will play the entire season. I'll I was going to say, say that right now. Are you just setting this up to do another Giselle impression? Is that what this is? No, but I actually think that I have hit play pretty hits, close Mark. to the mark. Like, I pr- hit pretty close to the well, mark. Well, one thing when I, I was reading some Brady story recently, and I completely forgot because it was just the offseason and you, things move on. He signed like a $300 million contract to be a broadcaster. Like, I'm sure like that yeah. is something that's right there in the – front of his mind as well when he thinks about what he wants to do Do you next. think that he's going to give his producer a hard time when they ask him to put the microphone on the other side? Uh, yes. I think he'll be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think he'll be a dragon. Um, all right. Let's get to the news. We'll start with some bad news here that uh, Commander's running back Brian Robinson uh, was shot multiple times in a, some type of robbery attempt. Good news here is that it was non-life-threatening, so the Commander's running back who He's taken it for a, a role in this offense, uh, now has to uh, deal with recovery uh, from an assault, a violent assault here. So a really tough way, uh, tough news to wake up to this weekend, Cynthia Robinson shot in a robbery gun awry. I mean, what a horrible thing. It just in general, like how does this even happen? I texted my friend Jennifer King, who's the running backs coach for the Commanders, mm. to ask to offer some help if she needed anything, if I could. She said she's still gathering information on what is even going on. It, It's just, it's awful. Mm. I mean, it's just awful. Like, in general, there's nothing here that's, I mean, it's, it's all bad. So let's hope he, he's okay and that hope everyone around them is okay as well. The rap sheet did report that there is belief that he could play at some point this season. Ron Rivera said it publicly right. uh, uh, so uh, today. Not, yeah. But I mean, if you if you were to list the new players in the league that had made a big Huge. splash, he's Huge. he's right at the top of the list because he was going to take Antonio Gibson's starting job away or at least a big chunk of it. All right. Yes. Best wishes uh, to Brian Robinson and get well soon. All right. Let's move now to. Football matters on the field. Let's get into it. Greg, a very special moment for you. I know uh, Geno Smith means a great deal to you uh, against all odds, and he has officially been named the week one starter at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll said he's earned it. Did he earn it, or did 
Drew Locke just stank so hard that there wasn't even really a debate to be had here. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Geno Smith is a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2022. And I will say this as someone who's been through the wars with Geno. I remember draft day in 2013 when he came for day two with the sweater on and he almost didn't come back. He was so mad. He wasn't a first round pick and he gets his jaw broken and then he disappears and becomes an anonymous backup for a few years. It is pretty wild that he does have the job now. That he's fought through. One of the 32. Right. You would have thought compared to some of the people he was drafted with or, you know, compared to like he would be out of the league right now. But I'm taking Gino's approach. I watched his uh, press conference and it it didn't feel like a victory lap. He was happy, but he was just like, now it starts like this isn't the the end. This is the beginning. And that's how Gino Nation is approaching this. I don't know how (laughs) Gino became such a thing. My general thought was like he really wasn't as bad as people believed back back in the day, that he's like uh, a reasonably solid NFL quarterback, maybe a little too conservative, but a guy you can survive with. And him becoming a punchline felt unfair to me. And I I think Pete Carroll kind of views him the same way. And he's the type of quarterback that Pete Carroll wants in that I think he really tries to avoid mistakes. And that's the opposite of Drew Locke. So we kind of knew going into this weekend it was over. I felt it was over from day one. I don't think Pete Carroll was going to give Drew Locke this job unless Drew Locke was incredible. And he was far from that. Uh, but now the hard part starts here with Geno Smith. Well, if you, if you look at <laughs> Geno Smith's performance when he's under pressure last season, it tumbles off a cliff. So I, I number one, I think you're going to see Drew Locke again. I, Geno Smith won this battle, no doubt about it. I don't, I, I hesitate to call it a battle. I mean, Drew Locke gets put out there against the Cowboys, throws three interceptions, looks horrible. I mean, essentially he there got was COVID the day when he was going to start, so that really ended it. Even if he had I, a chance, I, you're yeah. right, you're right. But I mean, this was the worst. I get what the Seahawks are doing. It's, it's about next year, all this stuff. But like, um. This was the worst um, quarterback plan in the entire league. So I don't know where the, where a victory lap um, plays into it. I'm happy for you and your nation. I don't know how many people are in that nation either. <laughs> That's me. It's Steven Ruiz from The Ringer. That's all I'm really aware uh, of. Pete no, That's a, yeah, and Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's in. That's a pretty important one. likes to act like he's post-bit. Like, I don't no. do bits. I'm just Greg. I'm, I'm doing not my saying thing. it. Like, the Gino Smith thing is very much a bit. And but it I, came from a real it's a place. successful bit. Because not only was it something that you've been like pounding the table about for a couple of years, now he's a starting quarterback. I think this is where the bit peaks for you, unfortunately. It, it was a bit, but it also came from a true place. Was a he was on like <laughs> making the leap before it was ever a bit. Like I, I think he can play quarterback in the NFL, and he he looked. I think the guy you saw a year ago is who you'll see this season who, too. Wait, he made the leap. Uh, he was on the making the leap was a candidate. Uh, list oh, before I <laughs> IKM Polly, um, you know, right. ended. And I didn't like the way the New York media and all that uh, stuff, all the, the Jets fans, all that stuff. Oh, the Jets fans. Yeah. Yes. You uh, were now too I see hard where this him. is all coming from. You were too hard. I mean, put it this way. Who took more grief, Geno Smith or Sam Darnold? Like, if we want to compare um, guys well, who are taken somewhat near the top of the draft. Not that he was a top five pick. you're you're – feeling that you need to insert Sam Darnold in every conversation whenever you're backed into a oh, corner. Not this week. Get, Poor kid. That's he hurt true. Right, he that's got true. really hurt. He's the, um, let's just move on. Yeah. Can, we can do a whole podcast on Geno Smith, and we got stuff to talk about. Uh, bad news. Bad scene in Buffalo. Bill's general manager announced Saturday that rookie punter Matt Ariza has been released two days after Ariza, along with two other individuals, were accused in a civil lawsuit of gang raping a minor during an off-campus party at San Diego State University last year. Uh, Here's a little bit of what Brandon Bean had to say to the media after this story blew up this weekend. 
ultimately we thought it was best for everybody just for Matt to be able to uh, it's a very serious situation Heather and um, with the serious nature of allegations and we just can't we don't have the means to put all the facts together and um, there's multiple versions of, of what happened and, and you know he's a football coach I'm a GM like we we don't have access to everything and so that's more important than playing football and so we want Matt to focus on that Cynthia you have been boots on the ground uh, with the Bills during preseason as part of their coverage team uh, what was the scene around the team this weekend um, confusion pain the star players we so we were in Charlotte so it was at the Panthers and so the entire hotel that we were at was only people affiliated with the team so people were really exceptionally kind to me there weren't a ton of women that were also in the hotel with us and the players key players Josh Allen Dion Dawkins Stefan Diggs, I can name Vaughn Miller. All of these players came up and were like, I'm really sorry that you have to be around us for this. So the players who had no idea, the players had absolutely no idea, were really wonderful. And they're actually like a really nice team, a very good, they get along, they hang out with each other, they enjoy each other's company, and they were exceptionally gracious with me. The GM, the uh, the you know the I guess he's the EVP of he's kind of like like they don't have a team president because Kim Pagula is the team president so the guy who, Ron who's pretty much their team president and Sean you know I was one of the only women there and it could have been even weirder and we had some talks they were really they listened to me they took my you know perspective the stuff sort of broke while we were all in this like weird conference room setting where you do like it pregames before you know they were like hey who's not going to play today and they're like listing off no one no Mm. one from the bills were playing right so it was just an and then all of a sudden the sick broke and they listened to me um i voiced some very serious concerns about whether that person should appear on the field the next day and i feel very lucky that they took into consideration the things that i said and heard me I think they would have made the same decision had I not been there, but I still appreciated, you know, it was kind of this, thank God they don't have like a ton of experience doing this because this isn't a team who's had these types of problems in the recent past since the Pagulas took over. So they kind of didn't have a ton of, they didn't, they didn't have this response because it's just very out of the ordinary. So, and you know, Derek who does their PR, like everyone listened and they, they really did. And I felt very, fortunate to be in that spot as a woman in this league who I'm old now so I've been here for a while but you know I I have unfortunately we've been dealing with this now for a long time so you know they took some careful consideration they weren't quick to you know they they it was it ended in the right spot and you know I he should go focus on whatever that punter needs to do in his personal life and you know this is a Super Bowl contending team it's not a team that's several years away like they're right there they don't need any of this they didn't need it even if they weren't a good team but you know it's it's yucky and it was it was scary to be around in the sense of that you know the week prior I had been standing four feet from him for and the week prior that four feet from him for the entire broadcast is yucky and awful and I hope that we can all I hope that they take some steps to you know we talked about creating like a committee for them if anything like this ever happens again so they can leverage some experts Brandon talked about it there he's the GM 
his, the coach is a coach, maybe they'll take that into consideration. Sorry, I talked for so long. No, that's all really well said, and I think we could leave it right there if you yeah. want to move on from that. Um, yeah. All right, let's take a break. Let's do this. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to go around the AFC in 48 minutes. Woo! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back. So now it's time. It's time. News out of the way. Pleasantries in the rear view. Now let's get to it. We're going to go around the AFC in exactly 48 minutes. How do we do it? I mean, do the math. I can do it. You can do it too. 16 themes, three minutes per theme, 16 times three. Sounds like you're from Chicago. I don't know. I would have gone 48 <laughs> divided by 16 there, but I see what you were doing. You went in. You like, get there. You get yeah. there however you need to get there. Okay. So here we are. Three minutes per team. Let's start. We, and, you know, we had – I thought it was cute, actually. Gravedigger. Uh, we said – usually I'll, like, put together the order of who's talking what. I said, Justin, you could do it if it helps you on the production side. And wasn't it adorable that when he sent out all the teams, it was AFC South first? Right. It's never happened. Aww. It was a corrective because the Easts <laughs> always get to be first or maybe every once in a while we'll switch it up and the West get first. I appreciate you representing uh, the worst division in football on Great, balance for right. the last, what, 20 years? No, that wasn't even a, That was more of a showmanship thing. It was like, let's build this thing up okay. to yeah, the like, AFC like West. First you eat your vegetables okay. and like then that. you eat your dessert. No, I yeah. like it. They get are the South, interesting Get still. the South out of the way because uh, I thought it was one. it was coming from your heart and that's where you like to start. I thought I that's how I saw it. I'm I with you, Dan. I'm Immediately dropped him down into the middle, but like that showmanship. I like that you put it where you had it. Oh, 
Let's start with the AFC <laughs> East. Oh, and let's start. You're not even listening. Wow. No. Be, well, that it's now tough. I now if he would have connected with me and said I actually was doing that for building like building the show reasons, mm. but we never had that conversation. So we're just doing it the standard way. Really? Three minutes on the clock. What? Okay. I mean, if, they can't uh, have nice fine. things, the AFC South. You know, <laughs> See, like we were finally giving them a little pop, and Here's then they're the like, thing. no, can't do it. Here's the good thing, again, as a reminder of what this is about. Every team gets exactly three minutes. Exactly. And and if you if you go over, our producer will shoot you in the neck with a dart. That's a trank, Got to it. be clear. Got it. You'd miss the rest of the show, probably, but that's... AFC East. Oh, all right. We're going to go back to Buffalo, Cynthia. Let's talk football and the Bills, the defending AFC East champion. Let's go. Okay. So the Bills, we know the strengths. We know the Josh Allen. We know Stephon Diggs. They also, they've seemed to have addressed the slot, which was an issue last year. Obviously, Gabe Davis on the other side. Not Gabriel. It's Gabe Davis. Get it right. All right. So the slot, that's an interesting spot for them where Cole Beasley really... Didn't have a lot to do. Uh, over 100 targets um, up for grabs now this season into that position. Will also be a key because last year, you know, you look to see week one against the Rams. Rams, they did get Bobby Wagner, but a slot was an area that was very helpful. 72.2 completion percentage allowed to slot receivers. So the, the Bills address that. Also, on their defensive front, bringing in Vaughn Miller. That's going to make Ed Oliver just have a monster year as well. So their front is really interesting. But the back end, here's where I'm a little concerned. Because Tredavious White has yet to practice, which means he's probably not going to be available week one, which means against the Rams, defending Super Bowl champs, that's going to be a tough task for some guys like Dane Jackson, who's great, but Kyer Elam, their first round draft pick this year out of Florida corner. He's been a little handsy, but they do have this guy, a six round pick, Christian Benford, who has really stood out. He went to Villanova, small school guy, but he's at a really excellent camp. Again, not necessarily the who you want to be rolling out there in that secondary against Cooper Cup, but you know that it does it is going to help them through the course of the season. I think this is it's this is the team to beat in the AFC um, in part because they're in a more favorable division than anyone in the AFC West. But mm. it is a very it is it's going to be they're a very special team. They have a lot of pieces on there. They get along you know in this incredible way. I went to a bunch of camps this training camp period, and this team has some very special chemistry. And last but not least, they have addressed this one running back situation where they outside rushes were not an area of strength for them. Their running backs only average. 4.1 yards per rush and outside attempts last season. Josh Allen averaged 8.5. But okay, one minute. We're good. I'm, I'm in good shape. One minute's good. Well, we all yeah. talk. We all go through. Well, but this is what I know the most on. So James Cook will <laughs> James Cook will eventually fill that role for them. So really? like a, a legit Bills insider providing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Is, yeah. yeah. But you're it's saying so this team is loaded. This team's ready to rock. The question mark will be their the secondary earlier in the season. Early in the season. And then the they secondary. get Tyree Kill in week three after the Rams in week one. So you're the cornerback safety situation. Right. Is By the time concerning. people listen but, to this. But can Tua throw it that far? Right. You're but, really sure. <laughs> By the time people fair. listen to this, we might know too. that White is out the first four games I, of the season. He's I, probably I, getting put on IR or Pup. It, or, it looks like Pup to me, something. but I'm not I, – I do not have mm. any – I don't have the official word on that, but it They it can make up like, for it, though. Like, okay, their secondary has problems, and, and that, that could be an issue, especially well, on opening night. They've got two great safeties, though. But it's I think corners. they can make up for it because their pass rush, to me, should be way more special. Yes. With, like, Russo should be better. Epines is their third guy. Right. Oliver's set for a breakout season. You can obviously be special on offense. So, yeah, they have a weakness, but they're special, too. 
<laughs> Patriots, Greg Rosenthal. So uh, there's one team every training camp that their camp is so messy that I actually do feel differently <laughs> about them. And the Patriots are that team this year, amazingly. Interesting. I really do think they're a mess. Uh, I I trust when Mike Reese of ESPN starts being worried and the people that are there and have watched this for 20 years start being worried, I get worried too. And it's really all about the offensive line. I think it started uh, when they let their offensive line coach, Carmen Brasillo, go to Las Vegas with McDaniels. So now you have Matt Patricia trying to coach up an offensive line to do a new system with guys that don't fit. I, and, okay, everyone's like, well, Belichick knows what he's doing. Like these teams that install these new systems, they have a, they've been drafting for years. They've known that system. Trent Brown was released from the 49ers because he wasn't good in that system. I just think like there's times here that you have parts of the Patriots that don't work, but other parts can make up for it, and they don't have any other parts that make up for it. Where's the special part of this team that makes up for it? I think Belichick has seemed um, dangerously detached to me when asked about any of these. I know it's Belichick, but it's just like, this is what the environment you created for a second-year quarterback in Mac Jones. You now have this, like, we do the dual-headed offensive coordinator business and putting neither of them any offensive pass, which is very hubris-laden right there. Mac Jones does not look good in the preseason, and it's a discombobulated scenario. Why? Why did you go out of your way to create this? And then on top of it, all the offensive line stuff. It's just like, let's create confusion for the sake of it. Where's Malcolm Butler? He isn't on the team anymore, is he? No, he's he had gone. An injury settlement. Of all their issues, that's pretty low but, on the list. But they don't have any but, cornerbacks. That's yeah. sort of what I mean. There's other gaping holes, and right, I think like that's like like that's actually a big one that is seemingly small because you're like, well, injury settlement gone, right? But Jalen Mills is their number one cornerback. They're playing Jonathan Jones, who's one of the best slot corners in the league, on the outside because they don't have any outside corners. I actually kind of like their secondary. I think Belichick can scheme up and game plan and that part of the team will be a strength and as Tom Curran said I believe it's true Mac Jones is the best thing to happen to this team in the last few years Um, and he'll be okay but there's not enough to make up for what I think the offensive line problems are going to be I think defending the slot is more important than people think and I think a good slot like slot corner used to be this like pejorative thing you were saying he's a slot corner man you used to be old that's not true anymore you need your guy to be able to go inside into the slot and take care of business there as well so it scares me a bit with that one it's good. It does feel like it's going to be a work in progress to start the season. And then season. they'll win nine games, and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, and that's like what I've been <laughs> or, kind or of pounding the table right. in response like this whole time, that it still is Belichick. And Mac Jones is very promising as a prospect, but have they put him in the best position in year two after a really great start to his career going to the playoffs? I think it's fair to argue they have not done a great job building around him right now. No, I really think it's the coaching staff and what's going on up front. Like, Isaiah Wynn might not be on this team. Like I said, Trent Brown doesn't really fit this scheme. Cole Strange is like, they're happy with him. The Miami Dolphins. Ooh, I thought he got in. No, he did not. I was watching the clock. He went about five seconds over. All right. Yeah, he had to take the dart. He had to take the trank. All right, Mark, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Who We've already gotten a, a shot from Cynthia about how far the quarterback can throw it. Talk to us. I actually want to talk about that because there was a very notable Tua-esque play against the Eagles in that preseason game where he did connect with Tyreek Hill on a 51-yard laser beam. I thought it was a it was it, you look at it though, two things happen. One, Tyreek Hill had to come back to the ball a little bit. So it's the classic, oh, does Tua have the arm strength? But if you watch what happened on that play, there's something I think is a positive. Um Tyreek Hill has a defensive back about two yards upfield from him when Tua unleashed the ball. Tua threw it into double coverage, and Tyreek made the made a great catch. But Tua showed, I thought, confidence in Tyreek Hill's 
gifts, his, his speed. And so it makes me think it can work because there's something different going on for Tua this year than last year. They had the double offensive coordinator situation where the third guy, Charlie Fry, into his ear half of those games. Right. It was totally confusing. <laughs> too many and cooks. On top, too many cooks on top of it. He spent half the season hearing whispers about them chasing after Deshaun Watson in a totally messy scenario. So I think the environment with Mike McDaniel, who is... Tom Brady on a yacht. Tom Brady on a yacht. You've got Sean Payton in the atmosphere. So, I mean, it's just very messy. I just like the environment for better for Tua. And if you look at what he did over the preseason, he had a very solid preseason. I think he fits in this offense. And I have classically could just been like, they're going to replace him. And I've been thinking, even a month ago, we're saying, well, he is a hot candidate to have Teddy Bridgewater take over in week three or four. Are we like as Americans, um, a little <laughs> too low on Tua, or is he just what he is? Because I think he looks better in this this summer than it's he has It's a good before. question. It's one of the biggest questions, I think, in the AFC uh, as we enter the season. Like, who is Tua? He has a great team around. Mac Jones is getting banged a little bit by his infrastructure. Not Tua. So the out, if he could shut out outside noise, and there's plenty around that organization, that's a good sign for his long-term ability. But then he has to be able to play. Can he make this offense move? Can he stay healthy? These are all fair questions. I'm I'm dubious because I sometimes with all the talk through summer and then you get into like, oh, he looked good in this preseason game. It's like, all right, but now I want to see him actually do it when it counts. We'll see what happens. What time do we need to know about Jimmy Garoppolo? Like tomorrow at four? Something like that? Like Tuesday at four? Tuesday. They say they would keep him. I don't believe it. I mean, I guess like that's an interesting last minute move because you could be like, oh man, and then all of a sudden everything could be different in like one second. But I look, I was kind of taking a shot at Tua. I love the, I mean, if you want to entertain yourself, like the Tua Anon like Reddit stuff is really funny. It's deep. Plus, it's, like Jimmy G is a good name to bring up here. I feel confident Tua can be as good or a similar level quarterback as Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a similar system. Uh, well, to me, coach. he's shown yeah. he's been an NFL quarterback. He has legitimate strengths. He makes he's very quick on his release. He's very accurate on the short stuff. They ha- are so fast. Hill, Waddle, Gasicki, Moster, Edmonds. He just has to get the ball out of his hands, and those dudes run. I think they'll be fine. I have him in the playoffs. Playoffs in no. the AFC. What? What are you doing? Both of them. Greg has been shot two uh, segments in a row. I'm invincible. It's about about respecting the show and the boundaries of the segment. I was waiting for the music. I was waiting for the music. We've got to wait for the music. Like a quarterback would watch the clock on on the field. All right, let's talk Jets. They have a vastly improved um, roster. They do. On both sides of the ball. They have a legit spicy group of receivers, running backs, tight ends, the offensive line, even with Becton out. um, I think it could be strong if it all comes together and they stay healthy. I think the defense has a lot of upside with Sal leading the way. They got a great defensive line with depth. They have a potential star now anchoring the secondary and Sauce Gardner. Now Zach Wilson. I know he's probably going to miss the first week, but he will enter the fray quickly. If he can't play the guitar, I think that this coaching staff and front office will attempt to salvage the season rather than go down Mm. with another sinking ship being captained by a young QB who can't hack it. I think that um, Zach Wilson needs to perform and perform early, or he could be in trouble. My question to you, will Zach Wilson have an infinite leash in the second season as start? I've already answered my own question, but I'm curious what you think, Cynthia. That's a great question because – I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo may be here too. Like this could be an interesting spot there. Is Joe Flacco the solution as the backup? I, I, I don't know. I don't think that pick six wasn't so hot this weekend. <laughs> well, you're gonna get that. I'm being sometimes. nice. I'm being nice. Um, 
I think that they're going to give him a chance because I think last year it feels like the O-line was messy. I think last year he was injured. I do think it gets the full season. I don't think they're – because they don't have a lot of – unless they go get it like a Jimmy G or something like that, it's not kind of worth – you know, they, maybe maybe perhaps it's time to – Get another quarterback. So don't try to like figure out exactly who he is before you just decide. Okay. He's got something he didn't have last season, I believe, which is like a good defense. And so he, and he's got the wide receiver. Like, like Lawson, Carl Lawson returning, and the reports from practice game. He's not the guy returning from an injury, and like, ooh, it's a concern. It's like, no, he's just back to being Carl Lawson. Right. Quinn and Williams, Franklin Myers, like they've got depth. Jacob Martin, like I, I think their defense will be good enough to make up for shoddy quarterback play. No, I, no Fuller runs through Fodder Compared though. to last year, I love Foley, and he's yeah. gone. I, this is premature, but I'm at the point where, like, you get these quarterbacks, <clears throat> they come in, and they never miss a game for seven years. Zach Wilson has had durability issues all over the place, and I, 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 it's not so much are they going to stick with him, but can he stay on the field? Mm-hmm. True. Because I think his confidence was affected by that injury last year, too, to some degree. And he, he was in a messy situation, obviously. I think if you're the Jets, though, because if you're Robert Sala, I would hope that there is absolutely no question that you're not going to get... No matter how bad the season goes, you need a third year with him. Like the, he has changed the Jets in a lot of good ways, and you got if the to defense have, shows up. If they have the 29th ranked defense again, then that's, they'll be that's, a, that's a disaster. If they have the 29th ranked defense, like you just need a full evaluation of Zach Wilson every snap you can possibly get, because then next off season you can go. They could have gone and gotten Russell Wilson. They they can do something like that again down the road if they want to make a big move. Zach Wilson should not get a third year if he's a mess. I get that vibe as well. Let's move on to the AFC North. Mark, no one Cincinnati got shot. Bengals. All right. I really can't even, and I, I'm just was thinking about this. I cannot think of a Super Bowl team that has been more kind of casually glossed over uh, than the Bengals. I guess it's Cincinnati versus like a team from the East or West Coast and all that business. And it's the nature of how they got there. It was a magic carpet ride that I think we caught us all by storm to some degree. And, you know, but I look at their team and I think they're legit and could be better. Their offense was hammering teams from midseason on last year. Um, I think Lyle Collins is a bit of a wild card. We need to see how that works out for them. We know Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, but I think it's their defense that raises the floor of what's going to happen to them. Like Trey Hendrickson was one of the best free agent signings a year ago. They were talking about when they were scrimmaging the Rams this past week. They got off to a slow start their defense, but then Hendrickson was dominating Joe Nopuma, who I realize is not you know Joe Thomas. I get that, but Chidobi Uweze, like he was dominating as, as a corner and shutting down Cooper Cup. And Jesse Bates is back. I think it's this defense that helped them beat the Titans, helped them stay in games last year in the playoffs. And I don't see this that being a flash in the pan scenario in Cincinnati. I think they can they can still win the division and win more. More games than they did a year ago. Can I offer a counter? I think why well, sure, some that's what people we're doing here. don't <laughs> some people don't give them the respect that you think they deserve is that in some ways I think when you watch that postseason run, which is a lot of fun, obviously, and for us personally had significance because of Wes, um, that was charmed, and that was a it was a ten win team that rolled through an AFC postseason. Uh, and you, it's almost like for me personally, especially with the Ravens back and improved and the Steelers, I think could be better this year. And even the Browns, of course, now with the quarterback coming back later, I think it's going to be tough for them hmm. because I don't think they're absolutely loaded. Like they a were like ahead of the schedule. To your point, I think their defense on paper played their best at the end and looks better. looks like a good defense. They were kind of a mediocre defense. Zach Taylor needs to show us something like this is it. You've got... 
Burrow, Higgins, Mixon, Chase, Boyd, all together in their primes, incredibly cheap. Like, this is now. They should be shooting fireworks. My big question is, like, is their offensive line that much better? Like, Collins has been a little bit of a mess and all over the place in camp. Like, people are all excited that, like, oh, we added Ted Karras. I mean, they've added a couple rotational players. Uh, their second-round pick from a year ago is Bench, Jackson Carmen. Like, they're starting a late-round rookie there. Offensive line is often about coaching, and Zach Taylor's kind of shown they haven't coached very well. So I, I'm not convinced that they're not a, that they're a decent offensive I line. Just they still might be among which, the league's which worst. Which team, other team in the division, has a better roster? The Ravens. Potentially. I don't think so. I think they have the Ravens similarly have a major good issues at wide receiver. We have 20 seconds left. I have to tell you my favorite Joe Burrow stat. So on a play, the next play after being pressured. Do you know what his passer rating is? It's the highest in a 20-season sample, 99.1 or 99.9. So Joe Burrow, I mean, he needs a good old line, but, like, he didn't last year. Check it out. He's that dude. Nailed it, by the way, right on the triple zeros. The Cleveland Browns. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns, Greg. Uh, are Are the Browns talented? Like, I guess that would just be my general question. Like, if You've been banging this drum. I, okay, they're, I don't know who their right tackle is. Jack Conklin's coming off a serious injury. He hasn't, you know, done it, done much and might not be a, a factor. They're on their, like, third center, essentially. Their quarterback-wide receiver combination, which I would say is the most valuable positions in the sport now is your passing game, I would rank in the bottom three in the NFL. It's like, if, if they had a quality quarterback, I think this team would potentially underachieve. And now I look at them and I look at them in this division as, you know, potentially one of the worst teams in, in the AFC. Am I am I overreacting? No. I don't think so, because I think also Jedrick Wills is a, is up and down at left tackle. The center thing is a major mess. So what you pointed to with defensive the Defensive tackle, like they're among the league's worst defensive, defensive tackle. tackle. Like that's a lot of different spots you, there. Like if you had good quarterback play, you looked at them a year ago as having the best offensive line in football, arguably. And mm-hmm. you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. and you can dominate the way the Browns would want to dominate in late season games. Now you're asking J- Jacoby Brissett, who is nothing more than a than a patch and a backup, to you're going to need to go win seven games or so to even be a, a factor when Deshaun Watson returns, which by the way, that the energy around that couldn't is the darkest in all of pro sports. So I don't like the journey for the Cleveland Browns at all right now. Yuck. Um, I like Miles Garrett. I think that, um, <laughs> yeah. I think that he was up there when I was looking to see like who might be potential sack leaders this year, but then it doesn't project for the Browns to be in enough passing situations for him to be the sack leader. So hmm. that's an interesting point, meaning they're probably not going to be facing people trying to win in games. They're not going to be playing with a lead in late in games. Sitting on the run. They yeah. have some real strengths. I can almost hear Browns fans pointing out. Like They do. They like, have real strengths, but not their wide receivers, right. not their defensive tackles. I like their corners a lot. There's right. good they're things, secondary, right. their yeah. pass, their edge Great. rushers. Yeah. They've proven they can coach up offensive line and running game, and so maybe they should get the benefit of the doubt I lo- there. I actually like, love they can Things. They I really, really like Nick Chubb. Oh, Chubb is really, really, really anything, like completely really overlooked and underrated, right? I think. Totally. They have a, a good offensive mind running the show. Uh, they yeah. have a, a one-two punch at running back that's as good as anybody in the league. And yeah, Clowney's an all-world. All uh, not Clowney, excuse me. Miles Garrett is an all-world playmaker. You could, 
I don't think you have to squint that hard to see the Browns hanging around in the north. They can right. hang around, but I would say they. No, I don't know if any team in the AFC has done a better job but drafting this is, cornerbacks. I just think the there's Browns. this feeling that it's two years ago and they're not that right. team. Right. That, that's a right. that's a point well taken. I, I'm just saying I think they can <clears throat> hang around around 500. And as much as we don't want to like talk about it, if Deshaun Watson's ready to roll when he enters the picture, but I even think so, they like who's he throwing the ball to? Like I love Amari Cooper, but like what about the rest of them? Like they're, they're it's not deep there. Watch Question that preseason game. Woof. Get that woof in. Dog. They're counting on David Bell basically to. Right. I, I got to call timeout. I said woof and there's a dog. I got to call timeout here. It was me. I'm fine. Um, I'm it. using the first timeout. We only have three. Uh, you ran into Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. the former yeah. Browns quarterback, uh-huh. yeah. um, recently, and I <laughs> yeah. was hoping you could share an exchange that you had. It was after the field, or on the field, after the game against the Bills, this preseason game three, and I walked up to him like, I'm so excited to see you. Like, Go, you know, I was like, kick some butt. I didn't say that word, but you know, <laughs> kick some butt, kid. Yeah. No, <laughs> I go kick some butt, especially week one. I like cannot wait. And he uses some expletives. And I was like, I just hope you're like, he's like, I'm going to bleep them up. Ooh, like, that's being the Cleveland Browns, that, the week yeah, one opponent. That, that's our week one Carolina opponent. Depending on who's listening to this and it's not four people like that could be a headline uh, across the nation tomorrow because he's not said that publicly the same way. I'm going to f- them up. Is that what his quote was? Was that what the quote was? <laughs> I don't say curse words on air. I don't want to get but trolled. was that the quote? <laughs> yes. You can confirm it. No, uh, yes. I mean, he, I, I don't All like right. the... I, Does, I swear. That, don't... But, <laughs> Q. Listen, like you can confess your sins at church after yeah, the show. To bring in the, I haven't bring actually in the signed couch. my new contract. <laughs> I haven't signed my new contract yet, so can we not say curse words it's, for Cynthia? Thank you. It's, it's, you're all good. You're what, in the clear. One here. quick question. In that situation, does he turn around and say, like, I really enjoyed your NFL.com article from last week. I sat down, you know, and, and dug through that. Yes. No. Uh, I, I think he was like, I mean, yes, the you, Panthers so- uh, are likely to win 0.8 games more than their over-unders. <laughs> I really agree with you. No, he's like, no, he's like, you know, I, I really like this. I would like you to explain wind share to me. It's a little bit more in depth here. Right? What a use of a timeout there. Right. That was uh, that was incredible. Thank you, Cynthia. And we'll go to bat for you because I know you heard bad language there. You didn't say it, but you heard it. And that puts you in danger. All right, here we go. Let's move on to the Ravens. Time back in. All right, I think the Ravens, I think the Ravens want to be the Ravens again. I think that um, that's why they were comfortable trading their number one receiver, Hollywood Brown. I think that they feel like they could win by being you know, more physical than you, that kicking your ass in special teams, and then relying on a quarterback who is a one-of-one physical talent in our league. Um, my question is, this is more like a numbers question because I've looked at some of the stats in his career. Could Lamar Jackson become the first QB to rush 200 times in a season? Ooh. Is this team going to be a running absolute behemoth and they're going to try to cap get some of that energy from that 2019 season when he won MVP? I, I'm going to say no just because I don't think he's going to run more than he did in the past. Now, is he going to get back to that similar level? He never really stopped. He was at 175. Right. And yeah, like I don't think they're going to shy away from he it. Averaged, I don't think they're going to lean in even more. He he averaged 11.7 so decimals. Love it. Uh, carries per game that MVP season. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, and he played 15 games. It actually takes him right to 200. Is that the game plan? Now they're, Mm. they have a lot of running backs. They have a lot of guys that are coming back from injuries. So I'm 
I'm banking that uncertainty in the backfield into a projection, Cynthia, of what he could Just be in this offense. Just throw regression in there and you can hit yeah. the trifecta. <laughs> I don't think J.K. Dobbins is going to get a big workload out of the gate. That's what they're sort of suggesting right now. I love that they're getting Ronnie Stanley back in, Huge. in time for that. Mm-hmm. So it's set up the environment's better. Hopefully. Well, I mean, he well, hasn't played football in a couple of years. So it, well, he's coming back next week. And so in theory, like that, he would practice. And if he's good, he's playing. I, Isaiah likely gives you a more depth at tight end. Mark Andrews is allowed to be. It is likely. I just try not to make those jokes with that last name. I did it. It's too late now. One minute, 11 seconds. What they went through last year and still won as many games as they did was like an injury apocalypse, and they survived for much of it. That's the question for me is uh, is whether or not we're going to see these injuries keep piling. Like last year, they had like a disproportionate number of injuries. You talking injuries. regression over here? I was about to Ding. see if you could get the, the R word in there. But yeah, so <laughs> but when I when I look at that and the fact that they've really they took this like six defensive back strategy from the draft and you even saw them roll with it in these preseason games. A lot more defensive back rotation seems like they're really trying to get that right, which is a really big key to how you win in the AFC, because a lot of these quarterbacks have pretty dramatic splits. Joe Burrow being one of them against, you know, when you see single high safety versus two safety shells. So it feels like. They have all the like little inklings there, like to to piece it all together, and the whole Lamar Jackson contract, blah, 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 whatever the heck that is all about. I don't. I think he's very incentivized to play just absolutely like lights out. Be it that next year he's still a Raven or maybe somewhere else. Can know? he handle the blitz though? Like like was that a one year blip? And do they have any pass rush behind Oa? Yeah. Like that. Those are two big questions. All right, that's the AFC. No, North. we forgot the Steelers, babe. Did I? Oh, God. <laughs> You're in trouble for that. Kind of like what station. you did there. <laughs> you tried. I'm tr- I'm sorry. I'll use this gaff to get in there that they did win their 23rd straight preseason game. They the did Ravens. The Ravens, Ravens did, did yeah. All right. How about the Steelers, Cynthia? Okay. Um, obviously, the question mark is who's the quarterback? Who's QB1? Are we going to see Mitch Trubisky? Or, you know, you now you're seeing the debate. Kenny Pickett has played well enough to start this thing, but I don't think he'll do it. I think it'll be Mitch Trubisky. Like, <laughs> the, that. like this is that's all you hear on repeat, right? But I In think... that exact flow and cadence and voice, right. yes. <laughs> yes, because a lot of small women <laughs> it's are like Holly Hobbies on the Steelers. <laughs> while on their fainting <gasps> couches. Pocket. Yes, well, yeah. oh, goodness. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, like the the defense is nasty on this team. Mike Tomlin doesn't lose seasons. I'm curious to see how the quarterback situation goes because with just a little bit more space, a guy like Najee Harris will even have a more explosive second season. Obviously, you know, we saw preseason game one, this giant touchdown. Oh my goodness, the wide receivers, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I actually think that Najee Harris is primed to have like a very, very monstrous. In fact, he's like my number two running back if you're in a PPR fantasy league. That's how Mm. big of a season, if we want to put in some context, that timely context. So I think that's interesting. And, you know, I, I think that TJ Watt doesn't lead the, the in sacks this season because I think it's someone else. I think it's a guy in the AFC or the NFC West, but um, because there's so many pieces along that front that could also get pressure. So it's nothing, it's not a knock on TJ Watt. It's just, they're really good all the way across that defensive front. So I don't know. I think, I think the Steelers are going to be one of those sneaky teams that, you know, just where they were last year, like right on knocking mm. on that door. And depending on what happens with the West, that could be the, t- they could, you know, cause the West could beat each other up. Right. And have bad records because the AFC West is so good. 
this the Steelers are as, as close to a playoff team from one that doesn't have a quarterback as I've maybe ever seen. Tomlin it, loves this. I think Tomlin loves this. Yep. The line seems like a huge problem. Like it might be worse than a season it's, ago it's based the on worst practice. O, it's one of the worst O-lines. Because if you take that out, I, I'm with you. Really like their defense. Love Tomlin. Think that could be a top five or six even. And then skill position players, one through five. If you count the three receivers, Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris. I mean, that is close to the Bengals to me as one of the five mm-hmm. best young groups in the league. I look at their schedule, and I think it's bad for Mitch Trubisky, who's been pretty good this preseason behind yeah. that offensive line, like which has bench. been a disaster. But there, it is rough out of the gate. And so it's almost like, I always like to look, where are you going to slot in Kenny Pickett at some point if he's going to start? It's it's a outside of like the Jets in week four. It's kind of a weird situation for a young first-year quarterback. But he has looked undeniable. Like if you, if you are Trubisky, mm-hmm. you're going to be hearing it from Steelers fans eight minutes into week one, if, <laughs> if front, or week two when they have their home debut, if you aren't pristine, and he won't be. Well, they're nice Midwest people in Pittsburgh. I, I think they'll be oh, yes. kind until it what? gets untenable. <laughs> and I, I think it's a matter of how Since when are they nice or yeah, in the Midwest? I, I don't know. Mid- <laughs> Pittsburgh's in the Midwest. That's no, not. I mean, this is sort of more of a West argument this from the past. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is Cleveland part uh, of the Midwest? Yes. Yeah. How many Cleveland miles away is Cleveland from Buffalo. Pittsburgh? <laughs> Buffalo's more West. You can make an argument Midwest. for it being a, it's, it's not the East Coast. No, we're in this. Well, West said like Nashville was yes. in the Midwest. Which I, I've That's never agreed South. with. I've just never agreed with. But he was very so... Um, <laughs> I, he was so sure uh, I'll of take, it. I'll take know. the tranks, but like, I wonder how much rope, how much rope Mitch gets. Have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Where is Pittsburgh then? Is it, it's not the East Coast? No. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's the, in the, the, East. Rust belt. the Northeast. The Rust Belt. Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not. It's yeah. the Northeast or the Rust Belt. I, it's definitely not. The, I'm. I mean, I'm Michigan, so I feel like All right. that's Midwest. You have a voice. You have a seat at the table. Mom, cottage, yeah. pop. Let's take a break, and then we will move to Gravedigger's beloved AFC South. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, we're back. AFC South. Nashville, not part of the Midwest. No, it's the South. But the Titans are part of the AFC yes. South. Cynthia, get us going. Okay. Derrick Henry 
Big positive. Coming back. Let's just start with the positives. Big positive. Derrick Henry will be back, presumably healthy, from all signs that we've seen. Okay, great. I don't know what's going on with their line. Two starters from that O-line are now Bills, and that's interesting, right? So Roger Saffold and Mm -hmm. Weston Berry are both up in Buffalo. Big losses. Traylon Burks, drafted. No A.J. Brown. Difficult. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a difficult. Big shoes. Yeah, huge shoes to fill. Then you flip it to the other side of the ball. Confusion is the word that I get coming out of this team. I'm I'm not mm. sure what I'm going to look at. They're lucky that they're in the AFC South because there's some teams there that are very achievable wins. Uh, I think that this is the Colts to lose this season in terms of winning the division. But I also think. I mean, the Titans are going to have to surprise me. I'm, I'm just very confused at the strategy because it doesn't seem to be like you need to have like a really, really strong, strong defense if you're going to make your running back do all that work, right? Or you're going to rely on a lot of pieces that are confusing. And uh, this isn't like anti-Ryan Tannehill sentiment, but play action pass is where he has been dominant. And yeah, you've got Derrick Henry, so that might work, but you need someone to pass to. And I don't know if Burks has, in, in college, he didn't run the entire route tree, so perhaps that will happen. But the, it's full speed, full route tree with those types of expectations, like that's not easy. So I'm confused. I It does feel like could the bubble burst. Mm-hmm. Because like what they've been, I've found them to be one of the more interesting teams to watch Me in the too. league. But if you took AJ Brown off that roster the last couple of seasons, what would they have accomplished? I think that would have been it would have been dangerously less. And they didn't replace him with anything that's proven right now. They deserve some benefit of the doubt that just like they do. They figure I like the Titans. They, they figure, do figure out it a out. way. I think they'll, their defense will kind of go as their young corners I go. I love Kevin Bayard though. I'll give him. Right. I think they they're really well coached. They, they, they have a great safety tandem, and then they, they have these do. four. Corners cornerbacks who they've drafted in the first two or three rounds who are going to really matter. Christian Fulton, who was good last year. Uh, Elijah Molden, who looks like he'll probably be pretty good in the slot. McCreary's a rookie, probably going to start over Caleb Farley, who who's coming off an injury. Like, if they work, it is confusing. If, but that's what I'm but saying. that's like, kind of a like, boomer look, bust group. Look, safeties, safeties in the AFC, two safety sets, that is, that is it. That is a formula. That's great. But you have to also remember that you need a good front for that. And they de- they do mix up the front and get that those types of pressures. Very Vrabel-like thing to do. Patriots-like thing to do. But I think it's a confusing team. It doesn't seem to match the strategy. I'll just say this about Derrick Henry. I hope he has a great bounce-back season. But they gave him 397 touches. You know what? We've been saying that, though, since he came out of Alabama. And then his foot, and he broke down last year. Did they cook the Golden Goose over those that couple-year stretch? What is that like song at the what end? What is she saying? saying or he or whatever yeah. that, that ethereal being? Know. What is oh. it? Does anyone know? Nobody knows. <laughs> it sounds like smooth something. Uh, it's good that our producer shaking in his head and doesn't know also what it is. Let's, let's move just on. hope it's not yeah. something bad. To the Colts. Colts. Greg. Uh, my focus here is on their defense. They lost Fluce, Eberflus. Eberflus. You, you bring in Gus Bradley. <laughs> Stefan Gilmore is one of those guys where I'm buying the preseason hype that he's shutting down everyone and everything uh, in camp. I think if he can be an all-pro type of player again, and I'm not ruling that out, he was pretty effective with Carolina. I think things fall into place. They have a great slot receiver in Kenny Moore. I like what they're doing up front with Quiddy Pay, and you have Buckner, and you have Ngakwe. It's a it's a pretty fun group. Um like, I think their defense is going to be the best 
defense in that division, and I think they just need to be better than they've been, and then the offense will take a little time to get going, and I think they'll be fine. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yep. Mm. Same thing as just this is what the the Colts to me are the Colts. It's just like like I mentioned in our one headline thing. Do they win the division? They were they were a weird nine and eight where they looked like one of the best teams in the NFL for stretches and a disaster for they were, others. The, the middle of their schedule, they were nine and three. Right. It was just the beginning right. and the ending that they butchered. I don't. I think they're. Well Do you think coached they win the division team. though? No, I, I, I think that Mike Rabel is one of the most underrated coaches in the entire league, and mm-hmm. I do think the Titans will. He's never been under five hundred either. Only winning records for Mikey. That, I didn't say he was going to. I said they were going to be second. I think there's an assumption that Matt Ryan's going to be brilliant, and I'm not. I don't entirely trust that concept either. They need that uh, Michael Pittman. We talked about it in the fantasy extravaganza. I think Matt Harmon was very high on Pittman becoming. You know, a guy that's in the superstar club conversation. Kind of need that to happen. You need Jonathan Taylor, obviously, to stay healthy. I think Matt Ryan, MVP, is probably not coming back, that guy. But he certainly can be an upgrade on Wentz. And when you look at the collapse of Indy's season last year, it wasn't just on Carson Wentz. That's an easy way to like kind of pin it on him because he's a target for that stuff. But I think Ryan probably would have been a guy that would have been better chance that they get through those last two weeks without a total collapse if you had someone a little more stable at quarterback. Every single week that they play someone who's very generous to opposing tight ends, you're going to want to consider a Jelani Woods for your daily fantasy lineup because that guy, first of all, you know, huge, he's tight end. He came, you know, out in the draft, uh, kind of a later round pick. And then they had Alec Ogletree. He got hurt. So now he'll, Jelani Woods has some more opportunities and he's just a huge red area target. He scored a touchdown against the Bills in their first preseason game. And you saw some good red area stuff specifically for Jelani Woods. So it's a good daily fantasy nugget for your pocket. They they had a weird preseason. They were playing Ryan a lot, I think because it hasn't been going that well and it didn't go that I heard well that they either. Were, yeah, I heard that they were playing him a lot because they had different, communication stuff with their O-line that they were working on. Yeah, their O-line speak a different questions. language. Shaq Leonard might not play for a long time. Julian Blackman was a defensive rookie of the year candidate now coming off of like a huge injury. A lot of questions. Great segue, Hold on. Greg. <laughs> Great segue, Smooth Greg. sailing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Stay with me. <laughs> okay. Because you just mentioned the Colts are vulnerable and the Titans are, you know, what are the Titans? There's a mystery, for Cynthia at least. Um, so let's say Davis Mills flashed as a productive NFL quarterback as a rookie. I think that's fair. Damian Pierce, everyone's in, into it. He's emerged as a summer start running back. Brandon Cooks is really the most consistently productive wide receiver one-ish in the sport. Nobody talks about that. The offensive line has some good pieces at the tackle spots, especially with Tunsil and Howard. The defense has some young building blocks. Um including a pair of defensive rookie of the year candidates and Derek Stingley and Jalen Petre. So here we go playing in a murky AFC South with a fairly soft schedule. I think they're 19th in strength of schedule. Is it crazy to think that this Lovey Smith led team could hang around in the division after Halloween? And I'm not even saying I believe this, but it does make you think when you think about what the South is about, I can be convinced. Anybody want to make the case for the Texans? Well, we've been we've been Texans over four and a half corner over but here. I mean, all over month. eight and a half Texans, Ooh. eight and a half corner. It seems a little rich. I think this division, yeah, could everyone could be in it at, at week 
13. But I think for that's the t- a win for Lovey Smith yeah. and friends. If that I happens. think the yeah. defense could be better than people think. And I think success is just developing these players. If Stingley and Petrie, you got Pep Hamilton trying to, uh, you know, get this offense going like with Nico Collins and maybe it's Mills, maybe not, but Pierce at running back. If they find four or five, six guys that are first, second year guys that are guys that they can build around, that's success Dudes. for them. It depends what Davis Mills is, but I saw a lot from Davis Mills a season ago. And I, you mentioned Nico Collins. Like I, I, I know Dan's tired of hearing that name too, but like he has been getting great reports all camp long. So I think they're spicy. And I think they're a, a year ago they were a hot mess, obviously, but they're, they're more well-built than people realize. I thought this was a landing spot for Jimmy G, but I don't know. I just think it's too late in the game for that. They, they love really, Mills. Right, well, they love him, and that's like, why, why not, if you're the Texans, find out what he is? It's the same thing for me with Zach Wilson, because you might have a quarterback there. You might, well, you have to let him play the whole season. Just need a pass rush. I mean, I, and also... But even they have guys there, like Greenard was good yep. there. Jerry Hughes looked, I know it was the preseason, but I was like, damn, Jerry Hughes is still good. Uh, maybe. But there's a lot of maybe there. Don't curse in front of Sarah. Because that no, was... not until I sign my deal. Again. <laughs> gotta sign my deal. Then we'll all be so we we'll all be swearing. We'll have a whole swearing party. Um, I just when you when you look at how to generate a pass rush and how to stop a you know a a pass a passing attack like Derek Stingley he was a high draft pick and he's got like this profile because remember he was hurt and then he didn't come back and look like the same kid in college is he a hundred percent healthy like we'd like to assume so but Jerry Hughes is not the youngest guy either like we don't know it's little asterixy the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's a little similar to me with the Texans because of, their, of this division that they're in. And I, I look at them and, you know, the athletics, this is sort of a Cynthia-esque thing. The athletics, Austin Mock, ran a regular season simulation of the AFC South 100,000 huh? times. Austin Mock. This is yeah. not, um, this is a little. Not, wow. Weird what? that you even brought him up. He's competition. I thought you so. might be, I, uh, could don't be know a friends or a colleague. Good I, good I, I don't even know who he is. Pull that, Gonna find pull out that quote and I let's don't know who that, that man is, but Mark with the, I mean, to bring another Let's just bring Warren system. Sharp and bring it all together. Pretty big party foul. <laughs> yeah. Just going to say. Well, was it? I thought it's like industry talk. Mark for violence. I, I don't believe I did. But anyways, he ran this um, AFC South <laughs> mock 100,000 times. And they have the, the jacket. Come on. All right. Well, you should at least run it like a We're million. learning a lot Come here. On. But they have an 8.3 <laughs> chance to make the playoffs, which is one of the lowest in the league, obviously. And that feels right to me. But... I don't know why this can't be one of the better stories in the AFC in general, because Urban Meyer's exodus is the biggest addition by subtraction in the NFL. I think Doug Peterson is is a little underrated for what he can do with an offense like this, this kind of a team. And I think Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are like two of the biggest second-year leap candidates out there. Trayvon Walker looks like he's for real. I don't really see a number one wide receiver on this roster, but would it be crazy, not unlike the Texans, let's say they flipped existences with your Texans, Dan, and went Nine and eight. I don't think that's so insane. In this division, it's not that crazy. I still think they're similar to the Texans, where just like if the young bucks, uh, <laughs> you know, come up, it then it's a happen. successful season. Right. You mentioned a, a few of the them. Andre Cisco is another one I would throw out there. Devin Lloyd, the rookie running back. Tyson, I mean, uh, linebacker. Tyson Campbell, their their cornerback, who they're really high on. They have a rookie starting center. If out of this big group of players, they're not all going to hit, but they find five or six, and that Lawrence is the dude, then it's a very successful season. 
I think so. I think they, they are well set up to there. I mean, listen, where's the bar? Three and 14 last year. Back to back number one overall picks. If I'm telling you that I at least think that the Texans are a team that could win some close games and all of a sudden be hanging around, uh, I think the Jaguars could, too. They're they're. They have more talent or more talent you can be excited about long term than the Texans. They have more talent than the Falcons. They have more talent than the Giants. They have more talent than a lot. I could name six or seven teams and you couldn't do that the last few years. Like they they shouldn't be a three win team anymore. It's like a spicy coach of the year scenario. If if Doug Peterson ever did that now, they could also love to give it to Doug. People because they'd be giving it to the last guy while giving it to Doug, which is nice. They could also go four and 13. So it's like there's that reality exists as well. Not again. They shouldn't be allowed to pick the have the first pick three no, years in a row. That should we should make a new NFL rule. Mm. If, in fact, you should lose your first round pick if you <laughs> get the first round pick a third year. In a no row. tank jobs, which they're not doing. All right, let's move to the AFC West. Dan will start with the Chiefs. That's me. <laughs> uh, much of this year's camp. Um, is been a, it's changing very subtly. I feel like the Chiefs are quietly rebooting the machine, um, and Tyreek Hill leaving was a big part of that. Um, but I'm curious how much we will recognize the team, the Chiefs, uh, when they take the field in Week One. Um, you wonder is this a team that could still win shootouts? Most likely. I mean, still, it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid running the show. Is this a team that could get to the quarterback? Well, we're hearing some good things about Frank Clark and George Karloftis. Like, okay, uh, when Honey Badger left, what did he take with him? I mean, it's not Honey Badger, why people love him so much. It's his physical ability, but his leadership, that all goes out the door. Who are the Chiefs? How good do we feel about them? Who are they? Cynthia, who are the Chiefs this year? Are they the same as the Chiefs that we've come to know? Or is this going to feel like a different team now? I think it's going to look, at least on offense, a little bit different. I mean, uh, no Tyreek Hill means a lot of different opportunities for new wide receivers to really step in there. But Travis Kelsey's still there. So I think that they'll actually be okay. Not to them, It's not one of those like what addition by subtraction things necessarily. But I do think Andy Reid deserves the benefit of the doubt for being able to craft an offense with different weapons that look dissimilar but leverage all the strength of Patrick Mahomes. I, the secondary will be interesting. There were some surprise pieces on that. You know, I, I'm excited to see what McDuffie brings to the corner position because... He might be starting two rookies with Week one with exactly. that that's Josh Williams could be a could be a an issue that could be as AFC West. I think stopping a pass is going to be it's the most key of, of any division. They they do have a, like a next gen Chiefs feel that things are changing. I think you're right, but I think that's for the most part a good thing. It's yeah, yeah. They've I think been it's around, necessary, yeah. Right, but also they have some fun young players like Nick Bolton. They've been looking for an off ball yep. linebacker yep. forever. It looks like. To me, the truth. If we'll see about these rookie corners, you're right, but they've done a good job coaching up um, those guys, and I think they spent a whole year having to go against these defenses that were making the Chiefs move down the field. And this year, I think they're going to want to be a little more powerful, and they have, I think, answers for for that approach. Yeah, we saw them running like eye sets, and like there's a lot of projection here. They're my biggest w- wait and see team, but I also have the most trust in Andy Reid of almost anyone in the league to. Have already have answers that we don't even know about that we haven't even seen. But you are like you need Sky Moore 
to be a success. You need Marcus Valdez Scantling to be more than he's been, and we need Juju to be more than Juju's been in a bad it's situation. Clyde, I think they're one A, one B. By the way, you said where do we put them? Yeah, I put them in the top four. You know, one A, one B with the Bills in the AFC, and the top like right. three or four teams in the NFL still. And yep. their backfield. What do you think about their backfield? I'm a little surprised that it seems like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now is the guy again. I don't there. think there's one the guy. I, I don't think, think there's that, one. Or having a big role in this line, offense. Their O line is going to be much like another year playing together it's a big deal on paper it looks great how about the Raiders Cynthia okay look Raiders have really improved their team obviously Devontae Adams is a huge addition obviously their defensive front Chandler Jones will be very helpful they already brought the most pressure according to next gen stats as a team last season with Max Crosby being the number one guy in terms of generating his own pressure so that's great the question marks on this team, interior offensive line. What is going on there? I do not even understand mm. how... Or in right tackle, maybe, too. It's basically everything but left tackle. Right. That's a big problem. <laughs> and, yes, it is. you know, you release a guy who... A running back who... When Kenyon Drake that, like, didn't seem to be... It, it was a surprise release to most... At least to most of us. Their secondary is confusing as well it does seem like they're doing the thing that coaches should do and new gms should do which is it doesn't matter if you're a high draft pick we're going to get rid of you if you're not performing and cleland furl i mean up front he also could not who knows what's going on with that so it does feel like they're doing like the kind of necessary like trimming and getting rid of the things that didn't work from the previous regime I don't think that nets them in wins this season because let's be honest their schedule is a nightmare in the middle of their season they've got like a month where they have only one home game and it's just a a nightmare Hmm. and they're already in the most difficult division so while they're much improved I still think that there's a decent way for them to go and I you know I think that it will be a really interesting test week one here at SoFi against the Chargers to see how those pieces compared to what the Chargers offseason moves looks when everyone's healthy because we know like the Chargers problem is that they just can't stay healthy. So mm. week one when everyone's healthy, you're going to see the difference. I think we'll see those differences being pretty pronounced. I love that Dave Ziegler went out and got Devontae Adams. They yeah. made that happen. He's added talent, but it, it's one of the more striking examples of a coach and GM looking at the roster they inherited and what Mike Mayock did previously and saying, we utterly reject most of this. Like Alex Leatherwood is the subject of trade talks right now. I mean, their offensive line is a, a trade big partner issue. for him? No. Or just, oh, you know, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're right. Conditional seventh or yeah, something. Yeah, but right. I think they just want him off the roster. Like, they just right. want some of these guys off the roster. And so it's a year where, like, will the be as good of a story as last year. I think I see a decline in wins on yes. some level mm. because of the this division they're into. Crap division. Am I, so am I overreacting to the Raiders uh, like handing the Patriots their lunch and joint practices yes. in the preseason? Possibly, but I do think like <laughs> I think McDaniel's long term, but even this year too. Like he has more of the staff that I think Belichick would want. Like Mick Lombardi as his well, offensive him. the yeah. offensive line coach who who was the handpicked successor to Skarnecchia. Patrick Graham who comes from his tree and Love I think Patrick is a Graham. really good defensive Love coordinator. Patrick Graham. I think they'll be okay. I like I like hey, their Tony staff. Piece, but what's Pierce okay though? What's okay? I mean, ten I, wins. I, I, ten wins. I don't like people saying they're not a good team. They're a good team, but like ten wins. Were, ten wins is a lot. In the I, I think they the weren't Broncos a good team. Well, we've all been. I'm, call, I'm calling timeout. I'm going to use our second timeout. Yeah. Um, you talked about last week, Greg, we got into it, about what is a 
you know, a top all-time bust in the draft. And the Leatherwood situation is not applicable, I think, because it was everyone was kind of like, huh, when it happened. And that was it spoke to some of the ills of the Gruden Mayock regime, you could say. Um, did you guys happen to hear, and this isn't piling on Alex Leatherwood, but he is a public player and he's a first round pick. This was Matt Millen, who's on the telecast for the Raiders. Oh, like he should know. Reacting. Like he's well, allowed to say anything to that's, anyone. That's a Lions fan, Cynthia Freeland, speaking on the former Lions GM. <laughs> uh, after a, a particularly uh, gnarly pancake, uh, where Leatherwood ended up on his back. Trying at the right side there. See, Leatherwood gets... Leatherwood's... Not good. So, Millen, okay, talent evaluator <laughs> okay. as a GM, maybe, but this guy is also, uh, you know, one of the great players uh, of his era. And I just... It's just crazy to me. Would it be insane if Alex Leatherwood doesn't make this team? Was he a 2021 first-round pick? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen too often. Is he, go, is he out of the league... Like, is he play again? Because he's had such a bad would, summer I, well, that you wonder if he doesn't make the cut or he gets maybe he'll be he gets on someone's traded. practice squad. Right. But you're right. It's, yeah, that's, it's some team crazy. will think they can fix him. And, the, and I think first round pedigree gets you a lot of rope in the NFL for a second chance. First of all, I mean, did versus, anyone else see that guy as a first rounder last April? I no, but know. we're talking about yeah. Greg Slane like a seventh round conditional. That's like, that's maybe worth it to someone. When a, when a right tackle or left tackle goes down and somewhere on some you, other you team. have something to say, Cynthia. I just think Matt Millen, like, come on, like, know thyself. He's you a know? good broadcaster. He's though. a great broadcaster, but he maybe he could just be like, "That's a pick I would have made." You know, like, come on. <laughs> you have like, some oh, feelings you attached to have a little. Yes. Here. Yeah. yeah. Just own it. Own right. it. Then that you know, if you're a really great broadcaster, he would have. That's what he would have said. He would have been like, "Listen, guys, I was a terrible talent evaluator, and that's who I would have picked." <laughs> well, that's that requires a sense of humor about yourself that not all football guys have. <laughs> but let's move on. Time back in Chargers, Mark. We just fought the Raiders. They were in their first year, but like the the Chargers were in year two of of building the of the, the roster, and I I don't know if many teams had a bigger offseason in terms of getting closer to what Brandon Staley wants because you got Khalil Mack, you got J.C. Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, uh, Troy Reader. You re-sign Mike Williams. I'm looking at this. Rashawn Slater was an absolute hit last year. They keep hitting on draft picks. Corey Lindsley's better at center. The line was an issue for the end of the Phillip Rivers time in year one of Justin Herbert. Zion Johnson has had a great camp. Like I look at this. It's a two-part question. Is this the best roster in the AFC West? And do you trust, and this is probably more for Dan than anyone else, yeah. Brandon Staley to stir the soup <laughs> into a playoff brew? I don't know. I think I feel like, first of all, they also have Michael Jordan on their roster. You, you right. have to well, make sure I you... I love Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be one of the best ever. I, for some reason, I, your take on the Colts, or you just go 9-8, and eight, Like that's kind of how I feel about the Chargers <laughs> until they prove otherwise, because everything you're saying makes sense. Like The roster's loaded. The quarterback is all pro. He, he could be an MVP at any time now. He's that good. Uh, both sides of the balls. Star. Stars everywhere. Is Staley a difference maker? I don't know if he just if he doesn't get in the way, they should win ten or eleven games or even twelve. But until I see it, I just assume whether it's going to be injuries or blowing a couple games that you should win to go full Chargers to charger it up. I need to see those demons exercised. Also, you know, you were playing a road game at home half the time at the least, which is. is- Legitimate competitive. I think they're used to it by now. I get a lot it, of these but guys, it's a legitimate yeah. competitive disadvantage. They addressed what to me was like the Charger problems over the last handful of years. The offensive line now, I think, is an asset 
I, I think they're going to be good, which is crazy to say. And they've always missed that second pass rusher with Bosa. The reports on Mac right now, and he hasn't been himself really the last couple of years, are great. He's healthy. Staley has to show that he can now in year two with all of his guys and plenty of talent, like provide a schematic advantage because he didn't a year ago. It didn't quite Football fit on Football is completely defense. different Same. than basketball. Well, that's true too. <laughs> Not a real-time comment, but it still applies. <laughs> Uh, anything else on the Chargers? I think the the last thing I'll <laughs> add, I feel like, you know, Derwin James seems to be like the the bellwether for their for their season True. because when he gets hurt, so too do they kind of go down mm. the drain. And Derwin's great, but if he's not full Derwin, I mean, I understand there's a lot of other players on the field too, but it just it seems like a like a good foil for what's going on. Their secondary is so, insane. It, like it should J. be. J.C. Jackson, Samuel, like they love Nasir <clears throat> Adderley. Like yeah. I asked Move the Sticks who would be his making the leap candidate from that team, yeah. and he thought Nasir Adderley, the, the safety next to James. Just saying, but if the, that he goes the way of their team. That's, That's how it, been true. Or they go the way of whatever. Him. By the way, Jeremiah has a podcast. You should check it out. Who? Just starting it out. Daniel Jeremiah. Well, good luck on that project. Yeah, it's gonna we be should good. have gotten Tom Telesco's in there, too, because he's, he's been picking, making great picks, so we should. Tom Telesco really did a nice job with that job, with that GM. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Close it out. The final team in the AFC, the Denver Broncos, Greg. I, I just want to know, like, what does this offense look like? Does it look like the Russell Wilson offense? Which is what every offense in Seattle ended up looking like eventually, no matter how many different offensive coordinators. And that's not a bad thing. He was great at it. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> but they they always I mean, like bringing smooth. these guys. He is smooth. I'll or say that. Does it look like what you would expect from Nathaniel Hackett? Like RPOs, um, pre-snap motion. I don't know. Like I'm curious like how that fits and how long it takes for those two guys to kind of get what's the optimal way to run this offense. Because I don't know, because their offensive line on paper is not particularly good. It's not that much better than any of those Seahawks offensive Well, like, does he get the Peyton Manning treatment where it just became Peyton Manning's offense? I don't think so. I guess it be a mesh of both because you hired Nathaniel Hackett for his offense, I would I would presume, versus just molding it around Russell. But they did say they wanted, they wanted him in the pocket more than in years past. There's been reports so, that that's sort of what it would look are like. Are you asking is, are they going to let Russ cook? Is that honestly, like, not joking? No, is it, he... no it's more like, is it just going to be like, he doesn't really throw over the the middle. He's going to hold on to the ball up for a long time. He's really going to win on the outsides. Like, it's not going to be a lot of quick throws because he's not, like, the rest of the NFL and what Hackett likes to run is quick throws, quick reads. Get the ball out of your hand. That's not Russell Wilson. And, like, they brought in guys in Seattle to get him to do that, and they didn't, and their offenses were great. So, like, I don't know. That this is his confused. 11th season. As a starter, I feel like you if you're going to go and give up all those assets to get Russell Wilson, I would say it would make sense to play to his strengths. Sure. Like, I know it ha- it wasn't always so smooth near the end in Seattle, but I think there were a lot of factors there. I think you give him the right surrounding talent. I think he's going to light up defenses. I think so. I saw them too. They were our second game, the Broncos, the with with the Bills, and I say were because it was fun to like be able to say we for once. Yep. Um, but the, <laughs> you can say we for us too. You know, we, yeah. it was it was nice to like be part of a team for sure. a minute. Um, and then you know whatever. But uh, <laughs> I think that like we didn't. Their defense is really good. Like their defense is underrated. Their secondary specifically. 
I mean, they've got players on that Fair. secondary, and that's important. I mean, Justin Simmons is safety, obviously. you got Pat Sertan there in the second season. Like, their whole defensive backroom is really, really good. Pass rush is extremely deep. I love their pass exactly. rush. Exactly. So when you look at the strength of this defense, I, I just perhaps – you know, Russ will be able to be in those favorable situations for him where he can pass it long because they won't be expecting a deep pass. And, Mm. you know, all of the, like, so I just think that it is actually a pretty complimentary team. They're going to be able to run the ball pretty well because everyone's going to be like, Oh God, is it Russ that's going to run the ball or is it someone else or whatever? So I I think it'll end up working together. Well, Bradley Chubb, be that dude. Key to their season. All right, there you go. We did it. We just went around the AFC. Mm-hmm. You, should have, you should have renamed the pod for the day. Exactly 48 minutes. Now, like any overmatched uh, head coach, we left a timeout in our pocket. We went into the tunnel, and I put that on the three of you. I used two when <laughs> we needed to. There was a moment in this show where someone should have used that timeout. Mm. I didn't actually know there were three. Up. I don't think I've ever historically used a timeout. That was a, a creation. And usually, like you had, I, sometimes I wonder, I got to ask ahead of time, like if there's yeah, any I, planned ones yeah, or anything. Like you, have, sure. you have like pre planned yeah. skits and I just bits look at for the you, timeout. Like, you're so. the head no, coach. That was use all the very organic. There was another time yeah. that I called a timeout and it agitated you because I think that you did have something when, planned. today? I, no, no, in the See, deep past where I'm, I was like, I'm not, I don't need to do that again i'm not the head coach i'll just just be the assistant coach that was the we needed that timeout today and i didn't get it well let me ask you a question then because as you sensed that none of us were going to pull the trigger why did you not call a third just trying to be a good teammate but no, but you're, you're now like lambasting us so what's the teammate part in there if you're winning like if you're up uh 23 to 3 going with a couple minutes left in yeah. the first half or even at the end of the game and that's how I view our performance today ah. you don't need to use that timeout right. it's, it's it's just mean it's just mean all right know? it was okay i see that side of it Yes, Justin. Graver, I think Dan has digger. called every single timeout in the history of right. this segment with timeouts. So. Right. And I guess I'm just looking for a okay. little help. On okay, the you want us to I use need a timeout you could, guy. You could spin you it want us to use all day long. Let's get to know. Way. That's all right. And you know what? That's a challenge directly to you, Mark, for our next episode when we go around the NFC. Well, I'll call three. Ooh. I like, like it. It's got to be a race. You guys like, are- like me and him are going to call it. <laughs> like, I, 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 I was more worried that, like... Like Steve Belichick, you know he's on the sideline just wanting right. to take those type. Like one day he just goes rogue and takes a timeout. I'd be afraid that that's the sort like of slapped that's the, the sort of reaction we get national from television. Dan if yeah. we used one I, as a wrong spot. You know what? I there's a lot of issues I have with that uh, commentary, but I'll just let it go and say thank you to Cynthia. <laughs> you know, thanks for You've having me. You've done it again. You know, appreciate we appreciate it. you coming. Hope we get asked back. Uh, you, know, you know, you left for a year. You left a uh, a therapy session early for us today, so I just <laughs> I want to say actually, I didn't mean to. She, uh, your therapist was like, "We're just starting to get to the bottom of this," and you're like, "I gotta go. I gotta do around the AFC in 48 minutes." <laughs> I mean, can we be sponsored by BetterHelp or what? Like, <laughs> give a. We do need some therapy in here. Everyone um, does. Got that right. All right, on Wednesday, our next show, Steve Weish will join us to go around the NFC. So hopefully he Ooh. can take the Do you the think baton. he'll pick the Rams to like win the Super Bowl? We're going to see. Looking forward to I'm that. Pick the I mean, he can say we when it comes to the Falcons because he was on their preseason Probably not Super broadcast. Bowl. Probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Nice. I think it's the Packers. Will the NFC South be first on the list of teams, Grave Digger? I think we should do it. Out? Should we, we do, should it? do it? Sure. 
All right, let's lead with the NFC South on Wednesday. We'll see if that happens. We'll try. <laughs> when the show starts. Send the list, and then we'll uh, talk right, about it's it. It's total chaos oh, for you, uh, Gravedigger. All right, that's it. And by the way, as a reminder, NFL Fantasy is back, guys. Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense. I do. We've got a draft on NFL Fantasy on the app, NFL.com, with children involved. Mackie Wesseling, Chris's uh, nephew, is in the league. My kids are in the league. Well, I like Coming it. up Wednesday. Uh, so, Wouldn't it be bigger so news if Fantasy wasn't coming back? I think it <laughs> would be a, like a raging I think we headline. might lead the show with that. Um, so, you know, do it. Do the Fantasy. It's free. It's easy to play. Download the NFL Fantasy app today or sign up at fantasy.nfl.com. That was all just off the top of my head. I just, I knew that. The web address. Yeah. Oh, it's well good. done. All right, let's go. Till it's Wednesday. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that's right there. At you the can go top to NFL.com and then click on the fantasy link, too. That's, they that's all how work. I do it. There's different methods, but they all point to the same. Okay. <laughs> Make a bookmark. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.